hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Follow the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 51. My name's Trevor Long. As it says on the box, your techlife.com. And joining me each and every week is the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. Great to be with you again. As as always, episode 51, a big uh, one-year, 52 anniversary coming up. We just love celebrating. That's what I love. I just love celebrating. <laughs> we do love celebrating. <laughs> anyway, it's all thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear, uh, two great sponsors of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. So we ask you to support those companies that support us. And uh, lots to talk about on this week's show, so let's get straight into it. Now, there was a big story on the front page of the Australian newspaper today um, about the blowout in cost of the the federal government's um, household assistance scheme um, suggesting that the cost of installation for set-top boxes for pensioners, because they're, they're the people that qualify, was almost $700. Now, you know, this when it was very controversial when it came out. There was there was concerns because they said back then it was going to be three hundred and something. Um, and you know, I, I can remember, and you probably did the same thing. A million radio stations talking about whether it was value for money, and because you can buy a set top box for forty bucks, <laughs> um, it's a it, it's a really difficult one to talk about because you know what we don't know every individual circumstance. But frankly, and the government saying you can't just divide it by the number of installations and get your average. But you can. That is the average. That's how no, the average absolutely. works. The fact is, um, the government makes a point that, that the, the installation starts from as little as $158. And I think that's a reasonable price um, because a set-top box is going to be $50 for a good quality one. And the government's not yep. going to give you crap. And then you're going to pay, you know, 50 bucks for someone to come out, let alone another 50 absolutely. bucks for half an hour in the home. So $150 yeah. is reasonable. The question is, why is it costing more? Well, how many politicians does it take to install a set-top box is the question. It sounds like there's a, a fair few involved uh, with this <laughs> inflated price, $698. Uh, that, that's pretty high. I think yeah. for that price, they might as well ditch the set-top box scheme and turn it into a digital TV scheme because for that price, you can afford to buy a 50-inch digital television. And I agree, uh, I agree and, that and that... Install them in the homes. So. I agree that that sounds like a reasonable option, but let's not kid ourselves. Um, who's going to then install the TV? Do you know, that's... that's well, the kind of problem we've got here is someone actually needs to physically do the work for but them. You because know what, but what's been forgotten here, right? Mm. The government's got a fair bit of buying power, don't you reckon? Oh, if they're yeah. going to buy like tens of thousands of set-top box or televisions, oh, yeah, yeah. they're going to have some serious buying power and get it at a very reasonable price, probably cheaper than retail, I'd suspect. So you, you'd think so. Yeah, well, what the government needs is someone who, A, knows what what's going on in the world of technology uh, and someone who can handle a supply chain, who can actually – who's run a business and can do this properly because after all these other schemes that have gone belly up, the pink bat scheme, all these things where waste – all this wasted money, then – now we've hit the set-top box scheme that's gone through the roof. They really need to get their act together. They do. Here's the thing, though. And again, it is about context. The basic installation, as I said, $158 or something like that. As soon as the installation of a set-top box in a small country town comes in and they need an antenna upgrade, the cost goes to $500. And then 
when you're in a remote area where digital TV is not available, but analog's being switched off, they have to put the satellite dish in, the decoder, the new wiring, and the cost could be up to $1,500. So there is a lot of variance. This is not just a set-top box for free scheme. It's an actual bottom line. The scheme shouldn't be called that. It should be called the, we'll make sure you can still watch television <laughs> in any way, shape, or form after we switch off. And you've got to remember, the government has a responsibility here. They are turning off television. They're turning of it off. Yeah, no, look, I applaud their hearts in the right place with them. Correct. I applaud the, what they're doing. Like the, the, the schemes aimed at pensioners, uh, the disabled. So, w- of course, we don't want to leave these people in the dark. We want them to be able to watch yeah. digital TV. But surely there has to be common sense has to prevail, and someone has to say, you know what, we can probably do better than this, and and really have another look at the numbers. And here's the big thing. Now, so I'm a bit 50-50 on the whole thing, but then I, I, it's a funny thing. I was listening to Paul Murray uh, on 2UE the other day, and he was talking about this and you know, bleating and moaning about it, as he does, because he's a good mate of mine, but that's okay. Um, but he made a very good point. Where's all the kids and grandkids of these pensioners? Absolutely. Now, yeah, okay, so there's a lot of pensioners who are alone, and I accept yes. that. But yes. let, let, let's not kid ourselves. If my nana you know, didn't have television... Now, I know she's got some, some family close by, but, mate, I'd drive six hours to make sure that I could sort that out Absolutely. for Absolutely. Now, wh- yeah. what, the hell's, what the hell are the families doing here to make sure that their, their parents aren't going to be switched off television well, in a couple of years? So Maybe it'd be, it'd be cheaper to offer the grandkids the incentive rather than the exactly. installation prices. Well, that's a very good... Well, I think we should put that in actually, the suggestion box to Mr. Conroy's office. Let's, let's get him on the line and make it for a very special occasion. Three blokes we'll talking three tech. three blokes yeah. talking <laughs> tech. Only for the Absolutely. Minister of Broadband <laughs> and Communications. And, yeah. Speaking of... Of Mr. Conroy, in, uh, in let, let's be balanced with this whole thing here. Mm. He did come on Channel 9 News uh, l- earlier today. Uh, yep. It is Wednesday. And he uh, absolutely denied oh, that the it. Australian yeah. figures were a- anywhere near accurate. He said they were completely fabricated, the figures quoted in the Australian. So right of reply to Mr. Conroy, he's totally blown them away, those figures, as, as not being accurate. Well, just to, and to finish this off, because we don't want to harp too long, but I, I, those figures I've been reading, the 158, the 500, and the satellite installation cost the $1,500, they are from Senator Conroy's office. They, they, yes. They've sent me those figures directly. Now, but the, uh, the, the Australians' the, figures, though, we should point out, is they, they've, they've done a study that they, they found out that the digital switchovers budget was $69.5 million, and they'd already installed more than 77,000 set-top boxes, hmm. which they've worked out at an average of $897 each. Taking out the administration costs. Take out the $15 million for Centrelink, who's going to help with the scheme, and that, that brought the average down to six ninety eight. So that's how the Oz, the Australian newspaper, got their figures too. And you know what? It's a bit each way, because in the end, Con- Conroy hasn't said they're wrong. They've, he's just said they're intellectually dishonest by just doing a calculation and making out like every single... But really, the, the Australian could have said it's costing $1,500 for some people. Uh, you know, that, it would have sounded just as bad, to be honest. So anyway, look, it, it's it's not a good look. I, I think w- the big thing is for me, if, you, if you've got a parent or a grandparent who, who's elderly and doesn't realise their TV's not going to work at the end of next year, pull your finger out, go and buy them a set-top box and help them out yeah, so they absolutely. can watch television. Because they're missing out. There's great it's television the out there on digital. The Trevor. Exactly. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
Now, I was uh, very happy to represent the blokes yesterday at a Nokia Thank launch you, mate. for their new uh, Lumia range. I know you're a very busy fellow, Trevor, but I, I knew that uh, one of us had to be there. Definitely. And uh, I turned up at the uh, Andrew B. Charlton pool, actually. It was quite a nice venue for this Nokia Lumia launch. What are they, waterproof? Right <laughs> across the water from the, the pool there. You know, you know where Andrew Boyd yeah. Charlton pool is opposite Garden Island. Yeah. The Queen Mary 2 was sitting in the dock, too, so it was a very nice background. We could see this massive ship. Uh, behind the pool oh. there as well. But anyway, I, uh, I digress. <laughs> he does just a little. The Nokia Lumia uh, devices, which we've spoken about a fair bit on the program. Yeah, we love them. next month, and uh, they represent a family of devices. Now, we've spoken a lot about the Lumia 800, which mm-hmm. is going to be $699 and available through all the carriers. But they also announced yesterday they're going to have the Lumia 710, which is priced at just $379, and that's an exclusive through Optus and mm. Virgin. And that's a pretty competitive price for a smartphone. It's yep. obviously got a smaller screen. The camera's not as good as the 800. Uh, and down the track, we're going to see, uh, which we saw at CES, the Lumia 900, Ooh, yeah. which goes up to a 4.5-inch screen, I think, and that's possibly going to be 4G compatible as well. So uh, a very interesting launch. Uh, there was a, few, a lot of journalists in attendance. This is a lot of buzz around this product, and it's a great demonstration of the features and the operating system and the ability to pin the live tile. So at a glance, for example, you can see how many new status updates or how many yep. emails emails you got sitting there so i think uh we can't wait to get our hands on this device i uh, i think we're going to get them in our hands to review from next week so uh, interesting to see how this one turns out mate I, we've said it a, a billion times now it's it's becoming uh, it's becoming we talk more about Nokia than we do apple you know which is a criticism <laughs> some people make of, of us and other people you know but this is exciting i mean this this could be the comeback year the beginning of a comeback year i don't think it'll it'll blow them out of the water this year but um it's exciting that they're, they're back and this is a good quality phone so, look, people, I think that low entry, low price entry really does make it achievable for more people. And don't forget, kids, school kids, they're out there getting phones. And these things are, these things are good-looking phones too. Absolutely. Well, just to break it down a little bit further. Now, we obviously, Nokia have done this partnership with Microsoft to run Windows Phone 7.5 mm-hmm. on the device. So that out of the box, that gives you access to... Microsoft Office ability to to access your documents off the SkyDrive, their their cloud service, so you can edit your documents, put them back up on on the SkyDrive. It also gives you access to Xbox Live. So if you're an Xbox Live player, you can access all your stats, your friend lists, and all of that info on the device. Uh, and uh, you know, there's also going to be built-in navigation, Nokia Drive, a free music service. So very compelling offering uh, for Nokia. And what I like yeah. is the fact that you'll be able to buy these devices outright. So yes. if you want to just go for it, buy it, and you know get a get a prepaid SIM, whatever you want to do, I, I really like the fact that Nokia have made it very plain. The 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 outright price uh, is right up there in the in the top of the story there yep. uh, for all to see, as well as being offered through the networks as well. Good stuff from Nokia, all coming out, and you'll read lots more about it as the reviews become available at TechGuide.com.au. Now, uh, we both got a, uh, a little device uh, late last week, um, and you, you got a post up on techguide.com.au if people want to have a look at this thing. Yes. The Netcom uh, M2 wireless router, I don't know what you call it, but the Netcom M2, right? It's a yes. great little thing, which basically is, well, it's, a, it's smaller than a smartphone in many cases, but thicker. It's slightly bigger than a matchbox, I'd describe it. Oh, yeah, a couple of matchboxes side by side, maybe. But yeah. you basically, you power it up, plug it in uh, to the wall, like with a what looks like a, a normal 
um, mini USB or micro USB like from your from your phone, uh, and it's got a USB plug in the top, and you go, what is this thing, right? So you power it up, you turn on your laptop, and you can connect to it as a Wi-Fi hotspot. But then what you can do is you've got two options of giving the internet to this device, and then it gets spread out over that Wi-Fi connection. You can either plug it into the wall, into your normal DSL, or you can push one of your USB dongles into it, and bingo, you're on the internet. Now, I've seen these things before. There's been plenty of them around, right? But they're all really hard to configure. This, you know, those Telstra 4G dongles, the black ones. Yes. You plug that in the top of this thing. You log on to the to the page on, on, your, on your browser that, that gives you the hotspot. And you literally just go Telstra. You know, you enter. There's only one thing that confused me. You had to put a one in, in, instead of a blank. Press a button and the thing's on the internet. This was Amazing. literally within five minutes of taking it out of the box. I had a Telstra 4G dongle stuck in the top of this thing. I had a laptop, a tablet, and a phone connected to it via Wi-Fi, streaming internet via that 4G connection to multiple devices. Very cool stuff. Uh, it's, uh, I'm surprised how many people actually have asked. Like, I get a lot of questions, and you, you as well, on, when, yeah. on radio. People have got a 3G connection. They want to share it. This is perfect for those people who maybe Definitely. have a small office or they, they, they've only got a 3G connection for their home, their USB modem for the home, and yep. they're thinking, well, how do I share this thing? This is the perfect solution, and it's so small, you can take it anywhere. Like I like the fact that you can take it uh, on your travels. Like, I'm going to take this. If I ever I go overseas, I'm going to put this first if thing I pack in the bag. Oh, wow. Because you're going <laughs> to... Junkard you know, King. You can, share the, you can share the hotel room's connection. Yes. So often when you check into a hotel... You, 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 you connect your device, you're paying for your internet connection, and you often have to pay per device. So if you want to add your iPad, your iPhone, you've got to actually add that cost to, to the room. Now, with this, uh, with this, the M2, you just plug that cable into the, into the M2, it creates a Wi-Fi network for your room, and then all your other devices are on there uh, through the original connection. Very cool. The Netcon M2 works with 3G dongles and, uh, and 4G dongles from Telstra. It's available from Telstra stores, and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au. Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, it's no secret that uh, there's a lot of tablets in the market nowadays. And, and we're not talking underbelly style here. Yeah, we're not talking aspirins. Yeah, I said that in one of my posts. We're, not, <laughs> we're talking tablets that uh, the touchscreen of type kinds, not the Panadols that you buy over the counter. But uh, interesting information from Telsite, the uh, tech analysts has come out this week that showed that more than 1.4 million tablets were sold in Australia in 2011, oh. that's a startling figure, and that represents a year-on-year growth. Because that's remember, the iPad came out in 2010. Yeah. Okay, so the iPad's nearly two years old. 2010, iPad came out, and then a couple others trickled out in 2010. 2011, iPad 2, and these plethora of other other devices. So figures for 2011 over 2010, 330% growth year on year. And Telsite reckons that in 2012, Oz is going to buy 2 million tablets. It is stunning, isn't it? I mean, and they, they talk about uh, 50% of people having them in, in 2014 or somebody think it is... 2016, yeah. When, when you think about it, you go, it's actually not that unreasonable. But my problem is, um, I, I totally believe that the market is going to continue to grow. I think, uh, and we'll talk about the iPad in a minute, but you know, when you, when you see that device growing and the number of those, people just want them. And there's just no, no doubt about that. But the thing is, there, there's still this price barrier. You know, five hundred bucks or four hundred bucks mm. is still a. It's still a. That's an unachievable amount for a huge number of Australians. You know, not because they're on the poverty line, but because they're you know they're just an, on an average income. So, yep. what I think is really going to drive this is a low end product that's not crap. 
basically. You know, Telstra and Optus, their 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 own tablets have disappeared. You know, the T Touch yes. and the Optus My Tab or whatever it was called. Look, that they were they were good to get out there and quickly, but they they weren't very good. Um, yes, you're right. I've had an email from a bloke who I recommended he look at in Android tablets, and he ended up buying the Kogan, um, which was, yep. and he said to me, look, the Agora, yeah, the Agora tablet. He said it's great. Um, I can, you know, surf the internet and get an email, and I said that's exactly what you can do. But well, when he, it, it but when he, trick, but when he tries to download apps, you know, it doesn't have Honeycomb, and you know, the, you start to hit stumbling blocks. So, if you, what we need, as we are here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, say every second bloody week, what we need is a <laughs> tablet that's reasonable quality, yes. and it's two ninety nine. That, is, that has been a pet peeve of ours, uh, the pricing. And, and it's it's all because let's remember, though, that Apple set the tone here. Yeah. Apple set the tone with the iPad. They set the tone again for the iPad 2, and we'll discuss the iPad 3 in a moment. But Apple drew a line in the sand with the 579 price point yep. with the 16, their entry-level device. So what do the other companies do? 579 dollar for dollar with Apple of the same price, which we've discussed a number of times on the show. Uh, that's not the way to go. They want to, they want to try cutting or, or look, play second to Apple, Apple in the tablet market, which would be any company's desire. You've got to really come underneath. You've got to give them value. And the problem is, though, that the, the, the market's now being crowded with there's the, there's the iPad-sized tablets, the 10-inch tablets. There's heaps of those. Mm. Now there's sort of other sizes coming in. We've, we've discussed yep. the Samsung 7.7. There's going to be a 5-inch Galaxy Note. <laughs> so the, the whole area is being crowded out with all these other devices. So trying to refine the price point down through that, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a minefield for customers trying to go to get the best value inch inch by inch or the inch per inch value mm. are they going to get a 10 inch for 500 mm. or are they going to get a 7 inch for 450 exactly I oh, know it's a bit confusing the, the so last... I think unless they really address that you know tablets are obviously going to take off but there's going to be a little bit of confusion there the, the last thing I'll say about the pricing to the to the many many tablet manufacturers listening to this program can you please <laughs> recruit um, someone from the motor industry you know, Hyundai didn't come to this country and start selling, you know, small cars for the same price as the Toyota Corolla. They, they started selling cars that were the same size and they, they felt, you know, as adequately good as a Toyota Corolla for lower price. I believe they're selling quite a lot of those now. And the quality's got better. And frankly, you know, you, you, you do. You look at the i30 and you go, well, maybe I'll get that instead of the Corolla. Because it's cheaper. People do want to save money when they're in the market for something. I just mm-hmm. don't understand how they, they don't see that happening in the global economy. And, and they, they think they can just say, oh, we'll, we'll charge the same amount as the Apple. Anyway, that is uh, this episode 51 of Two Bikes Talking Pet Peeves. Um, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably come back to that again very soon. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by the good people at Trend Micro. Now, Trend Micro have a number of security products. Uh, their maximum security, mobile security, online guardian. So no matter how you connect to the internet, they've got you covered. But at the moment, Trend Micro actually have a, a cash back offer. For a limited time, you can save on all of the Trend Micro internet security products. You can receive a $45 cash back on selected maximum security titanium 12-month software and $25 cash back on selected internet security 12-month software. To get, to get complete peace of mind, Trend Micro's internet products, so they're really easy to install. They've got the really highest malware blockage rate 
doesn't slow your computer down. Mm. All of that, all that stuff's done off your computer before it even gets onto your device and uses less memory to run than its competitors. So all the Trend Micro products are available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Dick Smith Electronics, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorised resellers. Trend Micro, when you're online in any place, any device, they've got you protected. If you want more information, you can visit trendmicrocashback.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we have packed so much into this show, I don't know how we can get through it, but uh, we've only got 10 minutes left, but I want to talk about tablets again. We're going to talk about the iPad 3. Now, let's be clear, um, Stephen's got all of his thoughts at techguide.com.au, but let's just throw maybe, I don't know, mate, how about we do this? Why don't yep. we pick two things each yes. that, um, that we think we, we might see in the iPad 3? Three. Now, I'll tell sure. you first up. I, and I'll be honest, I'm saying this because I'm, being, I'm trying to be different and I'm hoping that I'm somewhere <laughs> right. I don't think it'll be called the iPad 3. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it'll be the iPad 2S. Um, I think it'll be the iPad HD, and I think for the reason you're about to explain. Yeah, well, no, I'll, you can leave that reason for, for one of your points. I just okay. think I think that, that what we're going to see here is, a, is an evolution of the device. I think it will be much better in, in many ways, but I think in general terms it will be an evolution. I think that Apple will want to you know, just slow down the you know, year-by-year you know, numbering and make sure that they don't, you know, end up with, you know, the iPad 5 in five years because then you're starting <laughs> to get out of control. So yeah. I, I think 2S is a, is a good number for um, a product that will be evolutionary and look the same, maybe a bit thicker or whatever. So that's, my, that's my first thing. I think that okay. it will be called the 2S. What's your first thing? My first thing will be the display. I yep. think it'll have the Retina display that we've seen on the iPhone. So, with a screen, you know, you know the iPhone is really sharp, clear yep. resolution screen. The Retina display. Imagine that blown up 9.7 inches. It'll actually give it a resolution higher than a full HD TV. So, mm. 1920 by 1080 is full HD television. If a Retina display is put on the iPad 3, they're saying it's going to have a 2048 by 1536 resolution. Hence, why I think it's probably going to be called the iPad HD, yep. with the iPad 2 still available as an entry-level product, yes. and the iPad 3 slash HD or 2S, whatever they call it, as a new hero product. I think you've absolutely nailed it there, and I agree a thousand percent that the iPad 2 will still be available. And what I'm hoping is that they make the iPad 2 an 8 gig model, you know, a real consumption device, and it's like th- yeah. 450. With iCloud now, you don't really need a lot of storage on your True. device now, do you? But, but, you know, think about prices. In the US, it's 499 for the iPad 2 currently. If they got that down to 399 in the US, it'd be stunning for the iPad yes. 2, like the old, you know, but smaller model. So in well, Australia, if we could just, get that at 450 just, Let me just, just jump in there for a sec. Remember what we were talking about the last in the last segment about the tablet pricing? Yeah. All Apple has to do is put the iPad 2 down 100 bucks, and they blow everyone away. Smash them. And, then and, and here's the most annoying thing. They'll all just put their price down. <laughs> because because that's what they're doing. They're following. It's ridiculous. So the other thing is a lot of people talk about 4G. Let me tell you this categorically. It will not have 4G. Yeah. It just won't. I mean, 4G is too disparate at the moment. It's it's not, not wide enough spread in Australia, let alone the US. In the, the technology is different around the world. The term 4G means something different around the world. Yes. They won't be able to tout speeds because if they announce a 4G tablet and they say you'll be able to get download speeds of, of 12 meg, in Australia we'll be going, on a minute, we can get 30. So it, it just won't work. So it will Absolutely. not be 4G. Any, anything else from you? Yeah, I think, uh, well, apart from, it's obviously going to have a faster processor. It's going to have a, probably a better camera. They're obvious ones, I think. I, I think the other addition is going to be Siri. 
The voice-activated digital assistant we've seen introduced with the iPhone 4S, I think, is going to be included on the iPad, the next-generation iPad. Because uh, yeah, I think that's good. it makes sense because you can you can create uh, you know you set up appointments and calendar things which will sync through iCloud, having the iPad there and and I think it'll take it to the next level because you got to remember Siri was in beta when it's released still is in beta when it was released on the iPhone I think this will be a more advanced version of Siri yep. which will allow commands like open. Open Safari or open email, yeah. uh, homepage, things like that. It'll, it'll just go to the next level, I think. Very good. Uh, you can read uh, Stephen's thoughts at techguide.com.au. And if you follow me on Twitter, I think I've posted a link to mine there somewhere too. So Trevor Long on Twitter and, and Stephen, of course, is Stephen Fennick on Twitter. Very quickly, Trevor, here's an interesting story that probably would be more of interest to you with young children than it is to me. Now, this is the Crest TV safety strap. Now, people are thinking, what the hell do you need a TV safety strap for? This is so that young children, some young kids have got a habit of maybe climbing up to the cabinet where the TV, the flat screen TV is, bumping the cabinet, maybe trying to climb using the TV to pull themselves up. And unfortunately, there's been the cases, hundreds of cases around the country where children have turned up in emergency rooms because they've actually pulled the screen down on top of themselves. And these things can weigh up to 60 kilograms yeah. and really injure the poor young kids. So Crest have released this TV safety strap, which attacks, attaches to the mount holes on the rear of the television. So you screw in the straps to the mount holes on the back, and then it attaches then to the cabinet itself itself or to the wall behind it so that kids little kiddies if they're playing around the TV they're not going to pull the TV down on top of them on top of them and hurt themselves it's um it's kind of a must have to be honest and it's it's amazing that we don't do it enough i mean I don't want to, you know, bring the whole thing down, but I, I remember the story. I think it was Julian O'Neill, the rugby league star. I think his little girl yes. was killed um, when, his, when a his TV child, fell. But that wasn't a flat screen TV, no, so it was a bigger TV. Exactly. The, 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 look, the point stands. You know, these things can fall, and you know, when you buy a big bookshelf from IKEA, they they, they give you a little, you know, clip to to plug into the wall, and you kind of clip the bookshelf to the wall. Um, look, if you've got a flat screen TV and little kids, um, it's not a lot of work. Um, it's just a, it's a nice, simple strap, and you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it's all thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear, netgear.com.au. Connect with innovation and anything to do with connectivity in your home. And one of the great things they do that we don't talk about, a lot of the network-attached storage devices, the ReadyNAS series, it's a simple little box you put on your network somewhere, right next to your router, and then via your, your network, via your Wi-Fi at home, you can connect to that device from any computer or tablet and you can actually put files, photos, music, whatever it is on that device so that they're available to every computer in your home. It's the kind of thing that you get at work. If, you've, if you're at work and there's a, there's a hard drive or a, a you know, W drive on your computer that everyone gets access to, it's just that same kind of thing but at home. So you can share your documents, photos, files, whatever it is uh, across your network. And those are the kind of things that Netgear do to enhance your digital life at home. Netgear.com.au for more information about their network attached storage devices and a whole stack more. Um, real quick one because it's uh, it's 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 been out there for a few days. The AFL is now available this year on mobile devices to stream every single live game. Telstra bought the uh, the rights to the AFL 
internet and mobile so they can stream the games to your mobile phone they can also stream the games to your t-box via their IPTV rights there's going to be like one game live on your t-box um, it's it's a very exciting year because I think for us rugby league fans no disrespect to the Mexicans but um, for us it, it indicates what could happen next year because the, the 2013 is the first year of the new broadcast rights which have not been announced yet yes. um, still being negotiated but you can assume Telstra will, will be up there to, to bid oh, for yeah. those and for $50 for the whole season, you can watch every single game live on your mobile phone. So essentially, every game that's live on TV, which is Fox Sports in this case, you can get on your mobile phone. That's not It's not a bad value either. I know it's the pricing, I think, is $50 for yep. the season. That's it. And that, $10 that's a month cheap. if you I'd, want to go I'd monthly. i pay that. If it was, obviously, we're, we're rugby league men here yeah. on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I know I am. I am too, the, uh, just Well, you are too. Yeah, anyway. The, uh, it's a no-brainer. Telstra are going to offer this for the NRL. I'll pay my 50 to be able to watch any game I want. I'll be at the Souths games anyway, so I won't be having to watch them on the mobile. But any other match that I that I want to watch anywhere, what a great deal! I think it, it's an evolution of the uh, of the of the the whole coverage of sport. Like who would have thought 10 years ago that they'd be talking about mobile rights and internet rights? And here we are. And let's just just to point out though, you mentioned the internet rights earlier. The internet rights are, are going to also cover access to this kind of content through smart TVs as well. So if you've got a smart TV and you're a footy fan, you're going to be seeing some pretty special offers so you can watch this kind of content not only on your mobile but also through your smart TV. Go to just search for Telstra and uh, have a look for all the deals they've got available. It's very complicated. There's packages for every different product and platform but um, the AFL available on Telstra this season um, uh, for 50 bucks or, or, or less because you can get it monthly and all this kind of stuff. I think next year for $50 I'll subscribe to the NRL just so that when I'm not at the game I can watch Souths lose. That would be good. <laughs> Not <laughs> funny, Trevor. Two blokes talking Not tech. Funny. <laughs> two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Yeah, I'll be putting that one in the <laughs> bank. Thanks, mate. Anyway, let's move along, shall we? Speaking of AFL, it's an AFL. Two blokes talking AFL. This yeah, show, how good is it? <laughs> But uh, Foxtel have announced uh, additions to their internet streaming service, which you can access through the Xbox 360. Now, we've spoken yep. about this in the past. They've got a, there's more than 30 channels you can access through your Xbox 360 console. But they've added three new stations. They've added the Cartoon Network. They've added ESPN2 to the sports package. But the most interesting one they've added on the AFL subject is the uh, footy play, which is the yeah. AFL access uh, through your console. So you can watch up to eight games. Games around live. You can watch another one on delay. You can also access all the magazine-style programs. There's so many AFL magazine-style programs that you won't believe. You can all access them through the service as well. But you know the thing about this, and this this relates to our last conversation about the AFL and Telstra, it's bloody complicated, which is a good thing because what it means is it's complicated because it's available on so many devices, um, but what it means is you need to do a little bit of research because there might be a better way for you to get better value out of your sporting rights, essentially. So pay good attention to the stories that are coming out, depending on whether you've got a Foxtel now, you've got a T-Box or whatever it is. Certainly the Xbox now brings these entertainment channels and sports channels into the home in a really simple and affordable way. Can I just point out to the footy play, which is obviously going to be the most attractive addition that we've seen here of these channels. It's an additional $20 per month on top of your $49.50 per month sports pack subscription. So... Mm. 
you'd really want to be in the AFL uh, to watch that kind of uh, to have that kind of coverage and pay that kind of money each month. Uh, it's pretty close. You, you might as well f- spring for the full blown Foxtel, Foxtel package. But you know that uh, it gives people choice if they prefer to watch it through the Xbox. Then so be it. And remember, some people can't get Foxtel in their in their place. So using the internet on your Xbox is a great way to go. Two blokes talking tech. We massively have run out of time, but um, we will uh, we'll continue the conversation every, each and every week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 52 next week. Um, we'll probably get together and do that one again, mate. I'll do my darndest to free Absolutely. up the schedule and uh, and we'll do It'll episode be a 52. one-year anniversary, Trevor. I'm, I'm expecting a gift as well. It'll be a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's mate. Paper is the one year anniversary. Don't get bloody. Okay. Don't be thinking diamonds, mate. Fair There's a lot of things can be printed on paper, including yeah. concert tickets, and show <laughs> tickets. A lot of things you can do with that. <laughs> You've put a bit of thought into that. Now I'm nervous. Have, as a matter of fact, please don't get me anything. I'm not getting you anything. <laughs> Very nervous now. Two blokes talking tech. You can get in touch with us uh, on on Twitter, Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick, and uh, Stephen's website is techguide.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to. Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.